welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on Yule Brawls. I'm Ronnie, Ronnie Karam. Here I am with my little friend, my sweet little guy, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hey, Ronnie, what's going on? How are you, Ben Madelker? I am doing quite, quite well. I'm excited because uh, we got to take a seat tonight on the Spotify Green Room app, and there's lots of gossip to talk about, a lot of Bravo gossip in particular. So hoping everyone comes and joins us tonight. That's at um, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, East Coast, 7 o'clock here on the West Coast. I'm excited. Yep, download the Green Room app. Okay, everybody, find Ronnie Karam and Ben Maltelker on there. The show's called Take a Seat, okay? Um, also, I'm excited because we're on to, uh, we start January. Golden Crappies in New York City, our biggest show of all time. So go get your tickets for that and all of our dates. We're going all over the country this winter and early spring. So go get those at watchwhatcrappens.com. Everything is on sale now. Okay, plan ahead. We're going to do it. So today we have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I know. It's the next week. It's it's our last episode before the arrest, the big Jen Shaw arrest. And actually, Ronnie and I have a very special announcement. We have joined the Trixie Monoclacle Choir. It's official. We got our invitation and we have been welcomed into the fold. Isn't this so amazing, Ronnie? It truly is. I just want to thank Trixie, Paul, really everybody who is involved in bringing us in here. Um, yeah. If I were to sing something happy to celebrate, it would go something like... Wow. That was... Uh... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming coming in there on the end. That made it yeah, all I worth that it. that last note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, uh, in fact, our contributions to the Trixie Monoclacle Choir were all over this week's episode. Um, I don't know if you heard, but the show actually opened with uh, a very sprightly tune that we call Snowflakes. It goes a little something like this. I'm like... Yeah. It really sets a tone. It creates a mood, you know? I really loved it. So it's Jen Shaw with Stuart. And she's like, what's going on here? And he's just working at a table. He's like, well, we've got the old lady with dementia's credit card. We're just waiting for her to remember the code on the back. And then we're golden. Also, we got the old man who thinks we're starting a new eBay in his name. So we really should be ready to send a digging crew over to his place to dig up the cash he buried in his backyard before he dies and his children get to it. All right. Work, 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 work. Yeah. And she just starts shoving a banana in his face. She's like, well, while you make me money, I feed you. Now, um, there's a lot of talk that basically Jen runs like a boiler room. And this is like very boiler room activity. Like I've never been in a boiler room, but I just imagine in boiler rooms, the like the the people in charge just shove bananas in like the peons faces. Right. (laughs) Well, these are healthy. You know, at least it's, (laughs) it's a healthy snack. Right. It could have been, yeah. you know, a tab or something with saccharin. So <laughs> Meredith, over at Meredith's house, she comes into the kitchen and she's like, good morning, honey. what's going on? And Brooks is like, um, I'm just making breakfast for you. <laughs> oh, really? What are you making? And she's like, he's like, 
Yeah, because I know how much you love smoothies. Ah, uh, that's not for me. I don't drink my food. I only drink my alcohol. <laughs> if you want to feed me, feed me through my nose. You know that, honey. So then we go over to Jenny's house, and her kid is like, It is Science Saturday. I'm messing around with a bubbles. Yeah, she does a bubble thing, and she sticks her finger in it, and then she farts. Um, <laughs> which I think is actually the extent of all of Jenny's scenes this episode. So then um, then we go over to Lisa, and she and her family are going into this, like, place. And it's a very happy scene. So, like, you may have heard our song called, Hi! It goes a little bit something like this. I was like, wow, they really nailed it. They really <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> so they're in this like giant barn, kind of converted barn thing. And Lisa, you don't really even need music with Lisa because you have Lisa's natural music, which is, Hi, guys. Hi, Hi. Amanda. Hi, Shelby. Hi, barn person. Hi, roof. Hi, floor. So um, they're, they're there, and it's like, uh, it's Blue Sky Stables. And and Jack is like talking about a vision he has for this event because it's like an empty event space. And Lisa tells us, Fresh Wolf is a professional men's grooming line that John created and I created with our boys. Yeah. Yeah, and they're pretending that Jack does everything in this episode, which is really yeah. funny. The party planner's like, Jack, do you have any visions? He's like, yeah, uh, dividers. And like <laughs> tables. Good job, Jack. Wow, it's it. professional. Also, Chance. can I just say that clear, uh, clear sky tables or clear, clear sky stables, cows wouldn't go into the stables if there were clear skies. I feel like they're hurting their own business plan. <laughs> Wait, what? Clear cows would not go into stables if there's clear skies. Right, because like, aren't stables made to kind of protect the farm life? I mean, if the if oh. it was always sunny outside and clear you know you'd have the cows out there yeah well i thought that i thought you put cows in the stable at night also like you can have a clear night i mean i guess unless it rains you know well we know we know one thing they're all smiling because there's no gray skies well i had a long uh discussion about cows and where they go this week because i went to montana and my friend jesse who is with me we kept seeing all these cows right and she's like well they're not just gonna leave the cows out are they Jesse, they have barns for the cows. She's like, I don't see any barns. What's going to happen to these cows? It's going to rain soon. I said, babe, they've been working on this a long time. Like, they didn't just get cows in Montana, for Christ's sake. <laughs> they know how to do it. And then later, she saw the cows being taken to the stable. And she was like, oh, God, thank God you were right. They're, they're going to be fine. They're going to the stable. <laughs> Sounded like Jesse might have been having a cow. <laughs> Don't get fresh, Wolf. Yeah. Hey, Jack came to us with this idea for Fresh Wolf, and we're like, this is great. This original idea that you came up with. And his pitch was amazing. And now I'm like, let's find a charity to work with too. The last thing I wanted was another business. Am I right? Yeah, right. Ha ha. <laughs> so, so they're uh, doing this for a foster care. It's like basically to help foster kids move into permanent homes and we find out that john lisa's husband was in foster care when he was a kid and um john's like yeah 
Jack one time asked me how much I cost as a kid. Ha ha. Ha ha. And Jack's like, yeah, I thought he was like on a shelf or something. Ha ha. Hey, did I already suggest tables? (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to say this thing on camera so that I am not in trouble with the girls later on. So I want a guest list that's based on people that have been supportive of Jack and Henry and also people who've made financial donations to Foster Car. So it's going to be 30 people, not including all the drive through workers that we've become friends with. Yeah. You know what? Our guest list, it was curated by Jack. Okay? So if anybody has a problem, go to Jack because he curated that. Yeah. Basically already, like, it's all, she's sort of like preloading her excuse as to why she's not inviting half the cast. <laughs> right. So she's really not inviting the cast because she is trying to set Mary up through Meredith. <laughs> so yep. she just wants Meredith to do it. She's like aiming better now, you know? She's and by the way, aim. my conspiracy theory is that Meredith was totally in on this plan because Meredith does a really bad job of acting later on. Like, wow, I did not know this. You know, I am going to cry. <laughs> so speaking of Mary, uh, Mary goes to La Trattoria, which but I guess there's only Italian restaurants in Salt Lake City. Every week they go to a different Italian restaurant and yet they all kind of look the same and they all sort of have the same chef that comes out and is like, today I make you a special meal. So I, in fact, I actually went back to last week. I was like, isn't this the place where Meredith went to with Seth? And it was a different restaurant and it Looked like the exact same chef, but a different restaurant. I was so confused. Yeah, there's no, like, Olive Garden-type Italian plate. You have to actually be from Italy or hire that guy off Craigslist to come out and be like, <laughs> Guess what do we have? Breda! Carb- <laughs> carbonation! Also, carb to eat! Breda, pasta, pizza, trattoria! Italians are really having a moment on Bravo right now between, you know, the restaurants at Salt Lake City and the model guy on winter house, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and by the way, winter house is going to be on the main feed this week, guys. So get excited. Okay. So now this episode features all the ladies planning things against each other. And we see how manipulative, uh, manipulative both teams are, right? Cause you've got Lisa getting ready to set up Mary, but don't worry, Whitney and <laughs> Whitney and Heather are already trying to set up Mary to use against Lisa. So it's hilarious. Yeah. So the the most obnoxious hostess ever. Okay. I hate when hosts or hostesses do this at a restaurant. How are we? How are we? <laughs> there is no we here. Okay. I don't yeah. care how you are. Because then if I answer, does that mean you have to fucking answer too? No, I'm not a we. I didn't commit to you, fucker. How am I? I'm fine. Thank you. Show me my table. It reminds me of this boss I used to have when I was an internet Nickelodeon. There was this this supervisor, and every now and then there was like a report I had to do. And I remember one time I messed it up, and she was like, "Okay, so what we have to do in the future is we just have to be a little bit more mindful of logging the right numbers on this report, and then we should be fine." I'm like, "Don't say we as if you're doing this work. Just say you, okay? Just say don't don't do the we. I hate that. Yes, I don't like the implied we. It's always bothered me. So it's not Mary- royal." Mary is first. How are we? She's like, um, well, um, because the waiter comes over. He's like, I'm Italian. Carbonation. Carbs and the bread. So he asks how she is. And she's like, um, I'm trying to, uh, think, like, what does, I always go to Italy. What, what do I say when I go to, is, is it Badger? Badger? Is that what I say? He's like, buongiorno. 
<laughs> Mary is like when she talks, sometimes she sounds like she's just losing reception. Like she just sounds like you've just driven out of range of a major city and you have to look for a different radio station. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's like, buongiorno. She's like, oh, no, thank I just wanted to say hi. No, thank you. <laughs> Buongiorno. No, no, thank you. I don't eat carbs, so hi. <laughs> yeah, hi, yeah. <laughs> Pretend that was Italian. Buongiorno. Can I speak with the manager? You're, you're, it's disrespectful now. Just. Are we having a problem over here? <laughs> so Heather comes in. How are we? <laughs> and then Whitney comes in. And then and 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 my my pet peeve is something that happened a few weeks ago and has happening again. The waitress being the hostess being like, "Hi, are you here to meet anyone?" And Whitney's like, "Yeah, I'm just joining the two other ladies." It's like, no shit. <laughs> you have a camera crew. They have a camera crew. Like, come on. Yeah. So Heather's like, um. You look great, Mary. I love how you look in Italian restaurants. Now, me, this is a dress that I would wear to church, but I still love it. And Whitney's like, I don't even know if I own anything that could get me into a church because I am a rebel. Yeah. Whitney, you're wearing a button-up silk Thank you. dress long sleeved. <laughs> you're wearing a long-sleeved <laughs> shirt that's buttoned up to your chin right I now know. and pants. Like, it's the most conservative outfit. And she's like, look at me dressing like a slut to lunch. <laughs> like, to her, a button-up shirt all the way to your throat is like a thong, you know? She's like, I left one of the buttons around my cuff unbuttoned because I'm a slut. <laughs> So then the uh, the Craigslist Italian comes out and he's like, "Hello, I'm still Italian. I'm going to start you with the fisha. It's a ceviche style." And Mary is like, "No, I want my salmon completely done." And she goes, she tells us, "I I don't want raw fish on my plate," you know. And so I'm thinking, okay, I get it. Some people don't like sushi sushi ceviche. I thought that's the usual thing. Like I don't like raw fish, but her explanation is a new one to me. She goes, I have this weird thing in my head that it's going to like come back alive and then like it's going to come back alive in my stomach and start building a family, family of fish, a fish, fish family in my stomach. I'll be in an aquarium, aquarium stomach. It's like, what? <laughs> Wait, that's not the explanation I normally hear from people. <laughs> yeah. Please don't eat gummy bears. You're really gonna, you're really gonna fucking freak out. So Heather's like, um, I know how to do these because these are, these look like pizza rolls. Anyway, they're just eating or whatever. So Mary goes, Hey, do you guys want to do a blessing? And Heather says, Yeah, okay. You want to say a prayer? She goes, No, I just blessed it. So go ahead. <laughs> she just I did it already. <laughs> yeah, I did the reanimation blessing. So enjoy your raw fish. <laughs> Also, by the way, just going back to the pizza roll thing, I love Heather saying that she knows how to eat the amuse-bouche because it's like a pizza roll. <laughs> As if there's any skill required in putting something in your mouth like that. Like, it's like, oh, it's a small bite. I know how to eat it. So Heather is eating her caviar and, um, you know, the eggs are like hatching in her stomach. <laughs> it's a real horror movie. Uh, so Whitney is like, did you have fun? snow snow tubing and mary goes oh, next time uh, you take your kids and by kids it, i mean the fish in your stomach that are just hatched it would have been easier with kids am i right and heather's like well how were things with lisa how was that and then we see the clip of you know 
Pellegrino hardens your ovaries. And then Lisa's saying, I need that Google vibe. No, you don't. Because when I say something, it's a fact. Yeah. And Mary says, well, Lisa's Lisa's. Lisa's Lisa. And so then Whitney has one of her comedy moments again, in quotes. And she goes, if Lisa's part of the Avengers, she'd be the button pusher. Because, like, she's the queen of seeing the right amount to irritate you and get under your skin and get you to explode. I'm like, I don't really see how that's a a role on the Avengers. I mean, Her I'm not very deep in is pushing buttons. It's what, it is only helpful if you're in an elevator with no hands. If the Avengers were stuck in an elevator and they needed to go to every floor, that's where Lisa's power would 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 work best. Because buttons. Oh, so then uh, Whitney is like, for you, for her to snap at you, Mary, it makes me think that she must be going through a lot. And Mary's like, well, but I mean, I snapped at her first and I went in. Like, I just went in, guys. Uh, because you're sick of the little passive aggressive jokes that she makes. That's why, Mary. And she's like, come on, you guys are so fucking obvious what you're doing. And Mary's like, well, I felt triggered and I didn't know that that was there. Until she said Google, and boom, it came out. Yeah, by the way, I thought it was really notable that Whitney was like, wow, for Lisa to snap at you. I'm like, <laughs> even Mary was like, no, I was the one who snapped. <laughs> like, But that Whitney's yeah. like trying to promote the narrative that Lisa was the one who went crazy. So Mary yeah, starts crying. Both, they, it's like Mary is bad weather. You know, it's weather sitting there like, here's why you're mad at Lisa. Okay, stupid person. Now do exactly what we say to get back at her. So now Mary starts to cry and she's like, you know, when you question me, it just it triggers because I, I lost someone over that. And, you know, don't question what I'm saying. My mom was my friend and I, I thought that that was my best friend. And I thought whatever I chose, she knew I was capable of handling the right choices. And I lost my mom because I knew it was right. I was right. And I wasn't back down. And she cut me off. So basically, like, what? <laughs> like, if you didn't really have the internet and have read about all of Mary's craziness, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? So they say, what? And she tells us, well, when my mother passed and I married Robert Sr., my mom felt like she should be next in line because, like, that was her mother, you know, and that was, like, her church. So when we felt that, like, that wasn't the will of God. Oh, okay. So your mom got mad because you stole what was rightfully hers in her mind, and you called it the wheel of God, which is just fucking offensive. And then now you get mad when people say they're going to Google something that you said. What the yeah. fuck? Like, what this the is fuck a convenient is trigger. <laughs> this is a convenient trigger that if you question her, you can't question her because then she's triggered about being abandoned by her mom who abandoned her because she married her the mom is mad at her daughter because the daughter married her stepfather. And by her stepfather, I mean the mom's stepfather. And then took all the family money. But regardless, I I actually often support people's triggers. But this one, I don't think I can support someone saying questioning me is a trigger. <laughs> that, that doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So she just cut her off. And Mary was like, you know what? Uh, My mom thought I deserve that. Not she deserves that. Not me. She deserves it, not me. And so Heather's like, well, you know, so you're saying that she wanted the security and the lifestyle that Mary and Robert Sr. provides. And Mary goes, I mean, it's bizarre. It it would have been bizarre, yes, if the daughter married the husband. 
and took over the church. What's more bizarre is that the granddaughter married the husband and took over yeah. the church. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a gift that keeps on giving Mary's, Mary's life, you know? Yeah. So um, uh, Whitney's like, you've taken a lot of shit from our friends and you've held strong and been forgiving. And, and um, you know, Mary senses that Lisa's, she just basically senses that Lisa says, oh, we're all good, we're all good, but that they're probably not all good. Well, Mary thinks they're fine. She's like, what are these girls talking about? She's just here to get her story across. And her story is when she told her mother that God told her she was the one, her mother didn't believe her. So when Lisa didn't believe her, it was like someone telling her that she's not Jesus. <laughs> Only on this show can you get that fucking fight. So um, Whitney's like, well, did anybody side with your mom? She's like, one of my brothers did. And Heather's like, yeah, but look how strong you were. I mean, in the end, you came out on top. And, you know, you've taken so much shit and you've been so forgiving. And then it goes back to the Lisa thing. And Mary's like, well, I mean, I guess we need some work. And Heather's like, I mean, why? Do you think that she's hurt? And she's like, look, you know, it's just... You have to say I'm good. So Heather says, well, I think her friendship with you is contingent on how much you're on Team Lisa. And that's how, like, this conversation is not going Heather and Whitney's way. So they they just keep trying to force it. Yeah. And Heather says, Lisa looks at everything as a game. Everything's a strategy. Every move is calculated. And as long as she believes Mary is on Team Lisa, there won't be a problem. But if you cross her, Lisa will reveal herself. Give her time. Give her time. She's going to ask for sheep. Okay, because everything's a game. You think she's asking for wood and brick, but she wants sheep. And Mary says, I don't think she's like that. And Whitney says, yeah, but you just got your first taste of it, Mary. (laughs) And Mary's like, but I move on. I don't live like that. And they're like, damn it. Can't quite get her mad at Lisa the way we want her to. Yeah. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Oh. Adding my obligatory note at the end. (laughs) So, fresh roll. No, we're doing this so you don't have to do that. See? (laughs) It's on buttons so you don't have to screech it into the mic. See? (laughs) Fresh wolf! It's fresh wolf branding! Okay, you know what? I want a wolf, but I don't want like a dirty wolf. I want a fresh wolf! Make a fresh wolf for our branding! Yeah. So what's the plan? So they're basically at like a photo shoot. The whole Lisa's family, they're there. And she again is going through this whole act that Jack has come up with all these plans. And she's like, okay, what's the plan? I'm here to support you. So Jack is like, uh, so like take photos and we'll stand there and you take photos and it's going to be great. Oh my God. He's like a professional right now. Oh look. And there's my friend Angie, a different Angie. I have, this is dark Angie. She has dark hair. Hi dark Angie. Hi. Jack has been making business plans since he was, what, three years old? I mean, he just loves business. One time I said, Jack, what do you want to do today? Do you want to play? And he put in his diaper. And right then, I said, Jack, you want to make loads of money? Okay, we're doing it. Let's write a business plan. 
You can tell that Jack loves business because he's wearing a black turtleneck. And only smart people wear black turtlenecks. Wow, what a professional. Uh, this is his brand. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of that. So um, they shoot some pictures. And poor Henry. They're like, hey, Henry. And he looks. And they just throw a football in his face. And it drops to the ground. <laughs> like, could you warn Henry? It's a fucking poor photo Henry. shoot. Okay? Isn't it bad enough that Jack's already getting all the credit for this shit? Yeah, exactly. What about Henry's contributions? Hello? So Lisa is like, um, she's having a blast that Jack is the creative director here. She's like, hey, Fumi, because Fumi is the photographer. Fumi, is it weird that I'm not, ha- it's not, not having me bossing you around, that it's all Jack doing all the bossing and that I have no input whatsoever, Fumi? Fumi, isn't that funny? Funny Fumi. Fumi. So then, um, guess who walks in? We don't know, because it's just a wolf head. Who would be wacky enough to wear an actual dead wolf on their head? It's Jen Shaw. Oh, my God. Yeah. The the fresh wolf is here. So Jen Shaw walks in, and she's like, Auntie Jen is the one who brings the fun. Who else is going to bring two wolf heads to a fresh wolf photo shoot? Now, Ronnie, my feeling is this. You know, there's a lot of talk right now that Jen is part of like a Wolf of Wall Street kind of scheme. Don't be so literal, Jen. Okay, you got to think about how this stuff looks. Uh, She's like, you know what? I'm not saying anything about Lisa Barlow. But what I am saying is Auntie Jen has a bit more spice. Okay. So then the shoot is done so they can start gossiping now. So they sit down and everybody else goes away. <laughs> yeah. At this uh, business thing that's all about Jack. So they sit down and Lisa's like, so what are you up to? She's like, oh my God, I'm up to so much stuff with work. Just random things with work. And you know what? I love your boys. I'm so proud of your boys. You're, you're turning her into a Ramona singer, by the way. I just want you to know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally, oh, no. I totally support that. I totally support that. <laughs> well, in real, I'm just over here waving my finger a lot, like Jen does. <laughs> Thanks, John. Are you okay, though? Like, you and Heather have the most dysfunctional relationship. I mean, like, it's this, like, job, love, job, love, job, love relationship. You want me to do it some more? Job, Love, job, love. I mean, I know it's only the second season, but this is some community theater housewivesery here, okay? You had Whitney and Heather doing it to Lisa, and now you have Lisa, who's not even waiting for a real moment in the conversation to switch. She's like, how are you, Jen? By the way, you and Heather have the most dysfunctional relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Let's into the pool. Toe in. How about that? I was waiting this entire this entire scene. I was waiting for Lisa to say something like, you know, when we went tobang, I don't know why. Like, everyone was coming for me. And, like, you didn't even defend me. You didn't even want to join my team when we raced on the hall. So I thought that's where this was leading. But I should have known that Lisa is craftier than that. She doesn't even have to say that. She's just going to get her revenge in the way that she knows best, which is to bring up the viral video of Jen Shaw's dressmaker yelling at her. No, her yelling at the dressmaker. Oh, I'm sorry. The other way around. Yes. Are we even going to talk about bleep? And then there's a big long pause because Jen is so pissed off that she just brought this up on camera, right? Jen's like, wait a minute. I just came with a wolf on my head. So Lisa's like, you know, (laughs) bleep was an employee for Jen. And I know that she cared for him a lot. And she trusted him to make her a dress for a very important event. And he didn't deliver on time. 
Um, and then um, Whitney. So then we cut to like Whitney saying, but apparently, according to Jen's former employee, by the way, Whitney does not know how to say employee. She just goes, employee, it was Jen, and I didn't follow through and get the details. I'm sorry, from the top. Apparently, according to Jen's former employee, it was Jen that didn't follow through and get him the dress details in time. And the audio was leaked, and it was definitely not flattering to Jen. However, However Jen's ex-employee said that E. Wait, is it supposed to be employee or just a empl- start again? Take it back from the top. <laughs> Think of the word like it's a bridge that you're crossing. Employee. <laughs> okay, from the top, other me. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to take over. Everyone in Utah heard about it. I remember the day I heard it because I was eating a pizza roll. <laughs> I was like, this pizza roll is going to get me ready for caviar someday. <laughs> so then Mary goes, what did I think about it? I mean, Jen just got busted. Busted. Well, I don't really remember a lot of lines from the text, but a few did stick out to me. You know, like... How many people do you need to make one fucking dress? Will you shut the fuck up, you fucking fucker, fuckity fuck face, fuck fuck? You're just a low-life employee, huh? Don't have a fucking attitude with me. Did your parents teach you how to lie? This is our this is our version of them telling their version of how the video went down, yes. by the way. So then Jen just shrugs, and she's like, how do I deal with this right now? This is bitch just brought this on camera. So she's like, okay, what else do I do? I fake cry, because I'm Jen Shaw, and that's what I do. So she shrugs, and she goes, look, I trusted him to make my dress. And yeah, I trusted him, because he was a fucking Hawaiian. And that's my fucking problem, okay? You know what, you don't just trust every Hawaiian just because it says Hawaiian on it, you know what? I tried a Hawaiian roll one time, I'm like, what is this, a fucking sugar lick? I don't want this! (laughs) And then Jen gives us her sob story. Everyone knows I roll deep, and I have my Shaw squad, and I have a lot of people around me, and I hired this person because he was from Hawaii. Shame on me. I didn't do all the normal due diligence, diligence I normally do because he's from Hawaii. And you know what they say. When you're from Hawaii, you're trustworthy. And I should have known better. But, you know, he took my kindness and he repaid me by making me look like I mistreated him, which is not the case at all. Oh, well, that serves me for trusting the fine state of Hawaii. <laughs> She's so full of shit. First of all, he took your kindness of giving you a free dress that he made? No, no, ma'am. That is not your kindness, okay? That's his kindness. And then he made it look like I mistreated him. Did he edit the video? That video was all you, lady. That was all you. She's and nuts. don't try to, like, make this seem like, oh, you were just looking out for a Hawaiian and that, like, it was your your trust and love that was that was ripped from you and thrown back in your face. No, you were berating this guy. Yes. So now she's screaming and yelling and pretending to cry. She's like, all the shit he is putting out there is the fucking setup. It's a setup. This is what you get for trusting a Hawaiian with your social media. Am I right? It's like, uh, Jen, that's the wrong fight. 
And Lisa's like, oh, listen, we don't have to talk about it if you don't want. She's like, but you brought it up. Why? Why did you bring it up? Why would you do that? It's like, okay, so this is that. You know, this is why. Okay, calm down, because I'm not done with this yet. Okay? Here's the thing. I see that designer bleep. I see him getting gifts from Whitney on social media. And it bothers me that people who are in our friend group are sending him gifts. <laughs> and then Lisa says... So recently, Whitney had gifted Jen's designer Iris and Beau gifts, and it's weird because, like, Jen and him have issues. So, like, the last thing that I'm going to do is give him a bottle of Vera tequila. I'm a loyal person, and I would want to know if someone did that to me. I would never give him Vera tequila. <laughs> so she's mad. She's trying to get Jen mad that Whitney gave a freebie to a celebrity on Twitter. Which is what they and, literally all do all the time. And also, by the way, it's like you are pretending that you want to like have a fresh slate with Whitney. And then at the same time, you are totally throwing her under the bus with Jen. Going out of your way unnecessarily. Because it's does. because – but see, then on the other hand, it's because Whitney's doing the same thing to her. And then Whitney showed up at skiing and tried to do the whole thing, you know, go against Lisa again at the skiing. So Lisa's like, die. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> die, Whitney. So now Jen's still screaming. And she's like, Lisa, I would need so much therapy if I gave up. Fuck every single time people done something to fuck me over. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, and Lisa goes, well, it was bothering me when I saw other people sending him gifts because I would never do that. People do need accountability, and this is why I want to talk to you about everything. I feel like somebody should be defending you more. Should that be me? Should it be me? Should I be your defender? Yeah, I mean, thank you, because like, without all this, like, I would be in the same place I was. Like, She's screaming, yelling, and fake crying, pretending that she's gone through some like spiritual moment where she's been a good person. I mean, this shit's hilarious. When was that? When were you this changed person? It's literally been like two weeks yeah. since the reunion was filmed in Housewives time. So Jen's like, thank you, because like no one is defending me, okay? <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, Lisa breaks a nail, and Jen is just like, you know, we're supposed to be a group of friends, and if you're our friends, be a fucking friend. If not, get the fuck out. I'm sorry that I put my faith in a Hawaiian. Well, Jen kind of pokes her on accident because she's got her big, long claws on, and she pokes her, and then she drops the fake tears and goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we just got impaled a bit. And so she's like, okay, well, thank you, Lisa. Because <laughs> it's like so <laughs> And then she just continues fake crying. It's the craziest shit ever. What is this? We'll just edit that out in post. <laughs> so, so Whitney is um, – now, now she's rollerblading. And she's burn, baby, burn. And she and her brother Will are rollerblading in t-shirts that say Bladers Club. And Whitney explains that Bladers Club was established in 1995 by myself and my brother Will. But it's turned into this inside joke. And anytime we want to hang out, we say, hey, Bladers Club today. And then we're like, hey, yeah. And then we do Bladers Club. So that's how Bladers Club works. So, yeah. She's such a weirdo. So they sit down on a bench after doing some rollerblading. And she's like, I remember that being easier as a kid. And he's like, well, other than Bladers Club, how are you doing? She's like, great. How how are you doing, Will? And how is <laughs> and he, Dad doing? 
<laughs> and he's like, oh, I, ta- I talk to dad all the time. Yeah, like we go disc golfing. Um, I got him some gloves, which is a very exciting thing in his life right now. We do breakfast. We have breakfast with the gloves on, sometimes with gloves off. Sometimes we'll play disc golf in the breakfast place. We have a lot of overlap with our activities, to be honest. One time we golfed with a pancake. It was hilarious. <laughs> you know, if you leave those pancakes out overnight, you could really work well on frisbee golf. Wait, but how frequently? He's like, oh, like weekly probably. Wow, that is frequently. He doesn't even wash his wig that frequently. He's like, yeah, <laughs> we do everything together now, pretty much. You know, actually, he was riding a bike. And so I said, can I have a ride to Whitney's house? He said, no, I hate that bitch. And I said, come on, dad, give me a ride. So I just sat on his handlebars and he drove me all here. He's actually waiting Wait. behind that dumpster over there. So hold, hold on a second. I'm getting a call from dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the, I'm hanging out with dumb, dumb. Yeah. You want to go rollerblading? Cool. All right. Okay. Whitney wrap this up. <laughs> I'm a bladers club dad. <laughs> so it's actually pretty sad because Whitney hasn't talked to her dad in six months. And, um, that like, you know, she was the only one who was there for him when he was really struggling and she got him into rehab and she got him better and everything. And then uh, she facilitated this reconciliation between her dad and Will and now and Shay with the other sibling. And now the dad's not talking to her anymore, which is kind of like, fuck you, dad. Yeah, it is like a dagger. Ow, that was just pantomime. Don't worry about me. She's doing all this <laughs> pantomime like when she said, and then when we are feeling bad and we call each other. Hold on. Let me make my two fingers into a phone <laughs> and call each other. Uh, um, so she's crying, and um, she's and then she like, you know, then she, then she what? Sneezes, which is kind of funny because, like, Whitney sneezes like you'd imagine Whitney would sneeze. Chew. Bad weather. <laughs> and um, she's like, yeah. Well, here is what happened. He came over, and I. Uh, we decided to go out to dinner and he said, I will stay with the kids. So we were like making this with my fingers just so you guys can get it. Okay. So I ordered the kids <laughs> dinner and then I got a call. Finger thumb. Hello? Food delivery? And the food delivery guy said, some guy is yelling at me at your house. And what could, what happened is, I was like, can we just, okay, so here's what basically <laughs> happened, okay? Because this goes on another two paragraphs the way she told it. The dad babysat, the order never came, so the dad chased the DoorDash guy on his motorcycle and started screaming at him on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, and the kids were like crying and everything. So basically it's like um, what happened with Mia and her mom, which is crazy that we have two of these stories on within like, you know, 10 days. And so Whitney and Justin basically went back. They had to talk to the dad. But like when they when they were talking to the dad, they could tell like something was vacant in his eyes and he was like upset and angry and mean. And like basically she doesn't think that uh, her dad was sober and um, he was really trying hard to hide it. Yeah. And um, she's like, you know, I thought it would be different, but I finally stood up to him and told him to leave. And Will's like, you know, look, just because they're blood doesn't mean they're family. So cut that shit off. You know, I'm not hanging out with my dad. I'm hanging out with my best fucking friend. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there in a minute, dad. Uh, yeah, you know what? Like, you don't have to you don't have to hang out with him, right? You just cut him off just the way I'm sorry to announce you're out of Bladers Club. What? <laughs> sorry, new rules. 
And here he comes. The dad's just, you just see a wig <laughs> on rollerblades coming down the hill. <laughs> I'm here, Will. I'm here, buddy. Is that Diane Warren? Is she part of our club? <laughs> no, that's dad. I taught him how to rollerblade. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So then we go over to a very fancy restaurant, the Ivy. Mm. It was very, uh, that, we call that one fanfare, Utah fanfare. <laughs> so Meredith is sitting there with my daughter, Chloe, who Chloe looks like she has just been left in an oven too long. I don't know what Chloe's <laughs> doing. I think Chloe is trying to make a splash in the same way that Brooks made a splash last season. And somehow she wound up going to like the butterball factory instead. I don't know. She definitely looked like she was ready for like some like potatoes and cranberries next door to her. So yeah, she, I'm not um, sure if it's like a spray tan thing or if they it just looks so crazy seeing someone who's actually had that much sun in Utah. But then you see the people in Utah and they all get plenty of sun because they're doing outside sports all the time. So I don't know. I just don't know. Well, uh, we, we just come in and Meredith is just making some sort of small talk with Chloe. We don't know the context, but all we hear is, we just will have to see what will happen. I mean, the location and everything else. <laughs> I'm only wondering what it is. So then Chloe uh, sees um, Heather and Ashley coming in and she goes, oh, you guys are twinning in white. Look at you. Well, you know what? In Park City, it was over 50, so I thought it was going to be hot down here, but it's not hot. I'm sorry. I'm working on small talk. It's a new concept to me. (laughs) So the waiter comes over, and they order, and um, Heather just hears falafel waffle. (laughs) She's like, yes, that. Falafel waffle. Love it. It rhymes. I love it. She's like, what? Now, what is it? He's like, it's a wa- It's a falafel that's pressed down into a waffle. And at first, Ronnie, I was like, so they take a waffle and they press a falafel into it? I was like, that sounds disgusting. And then I realized it's just a falafel that's made in a waffle iron, right? <laughs> yes. Now, now tell <laughs> Much me. different. I've been practicing with pizza rolls. Have they prepared me in any way for what I'm about to experience with a falafel waffle? <laughs> Can you actually turn the falafel waffle into a pizza wrap in some kind of way? That'd be great. (laughs) I would have a falafel waffle raffle, but raffle looks good on paper and it doesn't really work if you say it out loud. You know what? what? Just bring the waffle. Just bring the waffle. You know, I once had a falafel waffle and it was awful. And I was like, what is this awful falafel waffle? (laughs) Turns out it was illegal. So it wasn't even lawful. God, that would have been more hilarious if it was really 60 degrees like it said online. <laughs> and then Heather, and then they're still ordering and Heather, they're ordering some shared things. And Heather goes, yeah, I'm going to throw a catfish BLT onto the share pile if I can. I'm like, I don't think that's a shareable thing, but <laughs> you just want to, you just want a catfish BLT girl. So Meredith is like, well, I want to hear about your process, Ashley, about going to school. And Ashley's like, um, I'm going to Santa Barbara. Um, hopefully I can wear like crop tops and tennis skirts there because that's working for this restaurant, right? Yeah. Falafel uh-huh. waffle. They love it here. They love it. <laughs> and Chloe is like, I'm a boulder. <laughs> yeah. 
one thing I like about going to a school that not a lot of kids in my high school went to is that it's like your reputation doesn't follow you. I mean, like, no one knew who I was. It was amazing. Like, Chloe, don't act like you had a reputation in high school. No one knew who you were in high school either. The waiter passes by. It's like, you little, you little <laughs> criminal. I heard slut. about you. I heard yeah. about you in Boulder. <laughs> it's like, see? So, are you into Greek life at all? And Heather's like, I mean, yes, falafel waffle, am I right? Who's <laughs> not into Greek life? Uh, Meredith goes, well, we need to hear about the good time, girl. Mom, I'm trying to hide my reputation. Not you, Chloe. Heather. Oh, but that's the thing. I wasn't a good time girl, but I did go as a travel companion to Cancun with a little person. So. And Meredith, Meredith goes, what? <laughs> and she just starts laughing. She goes, <laughs> what are you talking about? You created authentic laughter from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when my son tried to give me a smoothie last time I laughed that hard. And she's like, well, you know, travel's really different, apparently, when you're a little person. You don't think about it, but, like, they need assistance. Like, you can't check in at a hotel um, you know, elevator buttons, things like that. If if Lisa was with him, it would help because her <laughs> special power is elevator buttons. Whitney, get out of the scene. You're not even part of this right now. Hold on, finger and thumb phone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> call me back later. Click. Closing pinky. So, <laughs> well, listen, I've got a real fancy place up in Vail, and I was hoping the family could come, but, you know, Seth has, you know, talked about my boobs so much, and he's just gone back to Mississippi or wherever the fuck he's pretending to live now. Brooks can't come, and, you know, look at Chloe. Chloe's barely sitting here right fucking now. Hey, Chloe, are you with us? I'm just thinking how Ashley's white tennis skirt doesn't really match her off-white top, but whatever. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta call Brooks. Hey, Brooks. Yeah, hey, Ash. Yeah. She's wearing, like, white on white, but, like, one of the whites is not quite white, and it's like, girl, they're not disgusting. both the same white. Disgusting. disgusting. She's disgusting. I hope she goes to Santa Barbara and no one ever sees her again. Am I right? Ugh, gross. She probably I... eats solid food, right? She is. She's eating solid food. The most solid food you can even imagine. She took a she took the falafel waffle and froze it to make it more solid. Ew, disgusting. <laughs> um, so Heather's like, um, you have an empty house in Vale. That's what you're telling me. Am I invited to Vale? Is that what you're telling me? Okay. Oh my God. Who else do you want to invite? And she's like, well, I got the usual suspects. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny. Uh, Phrase to use, knowing that Jen Shaw is going to get arrested on the way to this <laughs> to this this uh, trip. So uh, yeah, what about Jen? Well, I am very apprehended. I'm sorry, apprehensive. Really, with any relationship at any level, after what has transpired. But maybe I'm not thinking clearly in this frigid, not fifty degree weather. You know, Jen apologizing shows that she's moving forward at some level. Uh, we, I have been hurt over a year. So it's going to take three to four to five times as long to repair. It's not a breakup. When you break up with someone, what what is the formula when you break up with someone? Is it you're allowed to mourn them like 
two times the amount you were with them or like half the time you're damn it i forgot the i have no idea all i know is that according to the meredith formula it's going to take her 15 years to get over (laughs) jen shaw like girl i don't know if we have that many seasons in us so so then heather's like she's like well what happens if we go and everyone has a great time oh that's spectacular how did that did that sound like joy i've I've heard there's an emotion called joy, and I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around it. Should I try it again? That's spectacular. <laughs> it's white and off-white. I just don't get it. All right, Chloe, that's enough of that. All right. Hey, am I crazy to invite Jen? Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? <laughs> Heather's like, yes, you are crazy, but that's what makes me love you. And also that you brought me to a falafel waffle place. So Lisa pulls up to her Fresh Wolf event, and Fresh Wolf. the kids arrive like all badass. Like I think they're waiting for everything to be in slow motion for them because they literally are moving in slow motion, but just <laughs> yeah, on their own. They're like, "Look, we have sunglasses on." Like slow. Yeah, they have like rainbow mirrored sunglasses, <laughs> like giant visor sunglasses, and they're wearing black. They look like they are like they do electronica in Finland, you know, and yeah. so they're like. Ooh. And then uh, we see other Angie. Uh, other Angie is there. And then um, some then two people linger and the camera lingers on. I'm sorry. Enter and the camera lingers on them. It's Cameron and I believe India. So um, Lisa's like, hi, last time I saw you, you were getting engaged. Hi, come. Hi, come. How are you? How are you? Hi. How are you? So then Meredith comes in with Chloe Brooks, and Lisa's like, you know what? When I asked Jack and Harry what, like, who they wanted to come, they totally put together the gaffas, and you guys were there. So congrats. They put you on the same level as corn syrup and meat preservatives. You really <laughs> want something. Okay, kids, go over there. We made that special request for you that people don't wear mismatched whites. Okay, go in. So, so then over at Heather's house, Jen is, Jen is you know, coming in with like a giant pink and white and brown fur. And she's like, we are going to have the funnest scene. We're going to do like bachelor party toys so that Heather can baby get laid. Yeah. And so she comes in and she's like, hey, Heather. So what's up with the dating life? And Heather's like, nothing. I've had a you guys slide on my DM, but really like nothing, you know, not even like a pizza roll. Just, oh, well, what about that fisherman you were talking to? Something like that. Some of the fishermen, <laughs> which by the way, why do we not have more context about the fisherman? Was it one of the guys from the ice fishing day? Was it that? Oh, probably. Yeah. Cause she was like flirting or whatever. Yeah. Drop. <laughs> and Heather's like, yeah, my goal is really to just like put it all out there. It's why I'm wearing cutouts on my shoulders. So go ahead. <laughs> Just relax. And then Jen starts pulling out all these crazy things like pin the pistol on the cowboy or candy G-string or edible body pants. <laughs> it's all like bachelor party shit. So Jen is Jen wants to educate Heather in the area of sex toys because she's been pioneering, blazing her own trail. Well, guess what? Not all pioneers know about sex toys, which is a phrase that I think really can only come out of this show. I don't think I've ever heard those words strung together in that exact <laughs> in that exact syntax before. Yeah, this is such a try hard. This is such a gen scene. It's like yeah. the tryingest hardest 
of all scenes. So um, then Heather moves it on. She moves on. So she's like, so how would you feel about three to four nights in Vail? Because I'm a co-host, okay? But Meredith has this huge house there. And Jenna's like, oh, I need a girl's trip, you know? And, you know, I think it's weird that Heather's inviting me because Meredith is hosting this. And I thought we were good. But you know what? Whatever. Get me in the goddamn house with Meredith so I can find out what's going on. Get me in that, man. Get me there. Get me in the big house, guys. Just put me in the big house. (laughs) Put us in a room, lock it, and throw away the key. I am ready to get to the bottom of this. <sighs> so um heather heather says that lisa's coming to the party and jen is like uh she's like no yeah lisa brought up a touchy topic for me like she was she brought up the whole thing with the designer and she asked like are you okay with the fact that whitney sent product to him she's like oh i didn't know that whitney did that but listen like i don't think she just sends product freely i think that people purchase that i mean but anyway what was the point in lisa telling you that are you supposed to like be mad at whitney or is she saying like she has your back and whitney doesn't because i find it highly sus that she pointed out that whitney is a shitty friend it's like that's literally what you're doing you're starting this whole thing oh my god these two going back and forth it's lisa versus heather and it's hilarious how obvious they both are yeah, so Heather is like, and I just got off the phone with Whitney, and flashback, Whitney is like, Lisa just invited me to a small get-together for the boys and various employees, just me and Meredith, so I tell her thank you for thinking of us, but I woke up today not feeling well at all, and Heather's like, well, I didn't get invited, although why would Heather think that she'd be invited when she and Lisa like truly hate each other, you know? Yeah. She's like, how'd you get in the inner circle? Yeah, there has to be a reason for it. Am I right? And so Heather's like, yeah. I mean, she said that Lisa invited her to Fresh Wolf private event. Why would she make that move without you? What's that move about? She's like, yeah. What is that move about? Yeah. Because if you're so concerned about Whitney doing something to hurt me, why are you inviting her to your son's Fresh Wolf? So um, now... You know, like now they're both very curious about who got invited to the Fresh Wolf event, right? So Heather basically is like, you know, she collects what she thinks is mud and slings it in the face of a friend. And she dismantles relationships to undermine affection and loyalty. It's like an elementary school when you say, hey, Sally, you don't want to play with her. She said you were ugly. You want to play with me. To which I say, poor Sally. Wow. Yes. She really got... <laughs> Sally really was in a, an abusive situation with friends there. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Are you saying that this is this event is for fucking foster care? Because my aunt adopted two kids from foster care and she's not inviting me? That is super hurtful. Yeah, she is getting... Jen is really upset because she clearly wanted to make this her cause for the season and Lisa has, has stolen it. So now we're back at the Fresh Wolf party and uh, Henry is... Or Jack is making a speech or maybe Henry's making a speech Jack. and Jack is making a speech about like foster kids. He's like, we grew up with a foster kid. The foster... We have a foster kid in our house. The oldest foster kid I know, my dad. <laughs> the dad's like, please stop reminding me about my childhood wounds. So uh, let us bring, let us take foster kids out of shadows and bring light to it, which is why I present 
flashlights for foster kids, my new charity. <laughs> Lisa's like, oh my God, watching him grow up and to see how great his heart is, especially considering that he's been on trans fat since he was like two weeks old. I mean, it's amazing. So other Angie is like, um, hey, Lisa, here's my line. Are you recovered from seeing Jen? Okay, thanks. Great party. Bye. You held your composure, and you are such a good person, Lisa. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe what's happening with the caterers? Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, what happened there? Well, you know, Jen came to my father shot, and I upset her because I brought up bleep. But I feel better now. So, um, yeah, she's like, I totally upset her. And Meredith says, she has no problem talking about everyone else's personal business. So I don't know why she'd be upset when someone talks about hers. Everybody talks about everybody. So it's not like she's being singled out, even though I did get mad when people talked about my Brooksy. But, yeah, the point remains, yeah, it is marriage. very cold up here. Yeah, my marriage. And anything about me, really. But I just wanted to be a friend of her. That's why I told her. And then so Cameron, here comes Cameron to do his dirty work. So he yeah. comes over and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt this on-camera discussion. Lisa, I just wanted to say you are the best person in the world and don't let anyone tell you different. Wow. I wish I could cater to your every whim <laughs> don't let anyone say anything bad about you oh, oh wow what a coincidence meredith cameron is one of my very 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 good friends actually he's our connection to mary yeah meredith and mary are extremely close and they're very good friends so surely cameron you won't say anything that would drive a wedge between them because i would never want mary to lose an ally after she yelled at me whoops i have to go walk over here and stand on the other side of this row of candles so i look like satan while you guys hatch my plan for me thank you bye so it's just Cameron standing with um, Meredith now. So Meredith she's like, like, wait a second, wait a second. I, I Hold on, let me pull out my script now. Okay, I have to ask this, this, and this. Got it. Okay, here we go. Ready to do oh, this. How did you meet Harry? Um, actually, <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. All right. Uh, I can't really read this. It's Mary! I'm sorry. <laughs> I had Henry writing that. It was Henry who wrote that. <laughs> so Cameron, so Cameron's like, well, I used to attend her church, and thankfully, I'm now out of that situation, no longer attending that church. Whoa. Dot dot dot. Don't Dang, think wow. of dots. That's punctuation. <laughs> wow. I'm so. Yep. Still out of that situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yep. Thankfully, that church. Wow, I'm gone from the church. Oh, you know what? You're, you're just repeating yourself because it's my turn, right? All right. All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, all right. What happened? Uh, people at that church are God-fearing people. They are beautiful people. But Mary, her husband, that um, they've done some things that have been very harmful. Harmful. And then it, it has that shot of Lisa standing behind the candles. So it's just like, 
the flames of hell licking at Lisa's face. And Cam, <laughs> Cameron's like, I just hope that there will be healing for everyone. Oh my God, I don't like healing this. No, no, I said healing. Yours is hearing. <laughs> hearing this. I don't like hearing this. God, I love Mary. I really love her. Well, I did too at one point. Exterior. Close up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Extra close at one point. Just be careful. Mom, um, we just want to let you know that the white of that script doesn't match the white of your shirt, so you should probably put it away. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you that loose girl I heard about? Damn it. I don't want to come back and visit this place anymore, Mom. <laughs> All right, Cameron. It found out about my <laughs> reputation. I'll Cameron. never be able to go back to Boulder. <laughs> Cameron knows Chloe's reputation. <laughs> <laughs> this is something has a very vivid backstory that we've yeah. created. So, so Cameron base he's so Cameron's like <laughs> he's just trying to he's doing that thing where he wants to talk so much shit, but he's like he wants also pretend like he's a good person. So he's gonna leave breadcrumbs and Meredith is like Meredith is also trying to sound like a good person, not a gossip, but she's acting bewildered, like she doesn't want to like pick up all the breadcrumbs. So and he's such so a wuss. He won't say anything. He's like, well, I get why you liked her church, because it was your first time, but stick around and find out. She goes, uh, it changes? I mean, I guess you would know. You went there for a time long. And he's like, yes. <laughs> yes, seven years. <laughs> but the truth was revealed. The truth came out. And I couldn't, I knew I couldn't stay with that truth, because the truth is something else entirely. Wait, what was it? Was that you messing up a line or is it really written this badly? I really don't <laughs> even understand this scene, Lisa. Just keep going. Just keep going. Don't make Jacques uninvite you. <laughs> so what was it? What was the truth? That's one secret I'll never tell. XOXO. Gossip Cameron. Huh? Oh, <laughs> I think I went off script there. Sorry. Stay with the lines we wrote. Asshole. <laughs> That is Mary's story to tell. Ow. You can't half throw somebody under the bus for a few cans of baby, jar, a few jars of baby food, dude. Fire Cameron. He's a terrible housewife. Get him out. So Meredith then just starts pacing to show that she's in a moral quandary. <laughs> like this, this like very awkward pacing. And then um, a charity woman uh, starts talking and she says, you know, teenagers sometimes don't know this because it's that stage of life. And then Lisa just like walks away from whatever this woman is about to say. <laughs> that sounds important. She's like, you know, the thing about teenagers, it's really important to say this one thing to a teenager to make sure they stay on the right path. Hold on. I got to go. Bye. Yeah. Because uh, Meredith comes and gets her and it's like, are you OK? She's oh, my God. That was intense. Very freaked out. Kind of shaken really scared <laughs> terrified i'm terrified shaken and freaked out oh my god are you gonna cry i'm very upset that was a bizarre bizarre conversation this is coming from someone who's married to seth <laughs> it was very bizarre and i was gonna wear my diamond net mask <laughs> that covers my entire face I'll tell you what's bizarre. Chloe came home talking about a falafel waffle. What did you do to her mother? 
She still hasn't pooped, Malik. You know she can't eat carbs. <laughs> she tried to waffle my hand. <laughs> Mother. Um, so I had to say, like, Chloe, yeah. you can't waffle a smoothie, stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she almost actually got electrocuted. It was kind of funny. <laughs> she made a waffle smoothie. She made, she made a falafel smoothie and a smoothie waffle. It's a disaster. <laughs> oh, it was really funny because I said, Do you want to play waffle ball? <laughs> she almost burned her hands off. She still can't catch, by the way. <laughs> she thought pickleball was a game you play with falafel, which doesn't even make sense on so many different levels. Well, he said he was a member of her church and he used to be really close with Mary. And then he's throwing these little nuggets. Was he throwing nuggets? Did you catch Tempies? them in your mouth? As far as I know, he's a preacher of Mary's church and he's really good at catching nuggets in his mouth. Hey, was it 10 piece nuggets or was it family size? And did you get any sauce on the side? Because guess what? <laughs> KFC has amazing nuggets now. But I know this much about him. He goes to church and he does not speak Papa a Papa. And Meredith was like, well, it's not, you know, he was cryptic, you know? I mean, you think the worst is human nature if people don't tell you they just hand. Oh, really? Like, what's, what's, what's it worse than? Home-cooked meals? Is it worse than that? <laughs> when you say to someone... When, when you say to someone, I love her, she's my good friend, and I had nothing but positive experiences, and they answer, be careful, be careful. I mean, that's kind of a scary response. I almost want to disengage with it entirely, but I don't know. Did he explain any of this to you, Lisa, or are you naive and in the dark and have no idea what is going, hold on, on? No, and I want to make sure that I get this on camera. That is the reason that Mary's not here, because I like to keep them separate, because I believe that he's experienced real trauma, because he's my friend. And there are some personal things he told me, but bottom line, I don't want to speculate and dive into this, especially the night. That's why you're here to dive for me. Where's Whitney? She was supposed to show up here in a WhatsApp. <laughs> And that's where it ended. And next week we have, um, well, there's a variety of things that are happening next week, but chiefly that Meredith, I mean, uh, Jen is going to get arrested. And then it's the week after that that Andy has been teasing is one of the best Real Housewives episodes of all time. So it's an exciting, exciting journey that we're on. I'm ex I, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be some fun times. In the meantime, and this tonight... Thing, and this thing, by the way, I just want to say that this thing was, was so messy tonight. I feel like we're not even addressing how messy it was. But also, like, you got to give props to Lisa Barlow that she has so many minions that are willing to, like, pop up on camera and, like, take a bullet for her. That's that's impressive. She literally stages scenes like a show. Like, she has people everywhere to come on and say lines. <laughs> <laughs> like who like can we really be mad at that like we have not seen this level of manipulation since lisa vanderpump but poor lisa barlow she just sort of is like she sort of doesn't get the credit as being this this uh this master puppeteer or whatever you would call it but you know well, I like think uh, it's just so obvious it is so play i mean vanderpump <laughs> you're like did she didn't she you know everyone said she did but as far as actual proof that we ever got it's like did she really do it or didn't she like she was you know, that's like Beverly Hills level. But then on Salt Lake City, it's like just Lisa literally casting people to come on. <laughs> and say, wow, random. you are the best person I have ever seen I in know. my life. 
It's so good. Look at me. I just happen to be really close friends with someone who left Mary's church. It's crazy. <laughs> I wonder if he will be at the party tonight. <laughs> it's amazing. On, on an episode, on, a party that's being thrown on a show, she's going to not have one of the castmates. She's going to have this random person instead. Uh, because if she has to choose between the two, she's going to choose the person who's not on the show to come to the party. Hmm. Strange. But it's weird that she would have invited Whitney to this. That's a piece of the puzzle I, know, I don't I... really understand because Whitney would be onto this in two seconds, right? She'd be like, well, obviously, I mean, Whitney has been trying to tell Mary the whole episode that Lisa's not your friend. She's coming for you, this and that. So, of course, she would be like, calling lisa out on it immediately right or do you think that she had whitney there so that whitney could say no i was there it was natural he came right up and said dot 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 i think that she invited both of mary's close allies and i think this is i think this is lisa getting her revenge on mary because when mary snapped at lisa she did not like that and now she's like okay i'm gonna start pulling away her allies and then she'll be alone and she'll only have me yeah oh my god so i mean it's pretty it's pretty amazing even if it is done in a very clunky way so funny all right everybody well thank you so much for being here tonight is take a seat so join us for that on the green room app um and go get tickets for our live shows go to watchwhatcrappens.com all tickets are on sale right now go get them we love you guys Thanks so much. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Kristen the Ruby Rubano. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the catlet out of the bag. It's Lily Catlet. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking violet couture. We love you guys.